Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following is a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss Podcast. With your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradlogancote. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault. To the pavilion, to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march to the Super Bowl and the Pro Bowl. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus today. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, write your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports, so don't wait. Take advantage of all of the amazing new offers today. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. That's BetOnline.ag. to a big show today. I know it's a little later in the week. There's a reason behind that. The news of Jackson Dart, quarterback transfer from USC, we think, and I stress we think, there is some resolution there that Jackson Dart has indeed applied for University of Mississippi, and there are growing reports that he has been admitted to the university. Classes start on Monday, and if that's the case, it's a huge, huge get for head coach Lane Kiffin. And uh, quite honestly, John David Baker has done a phenomenal job recruiting uh, the quarterback Jackson Dart. Now, Michael Trigg Jr., while there may be a bit of holdup, reports are out, there's a bit of an issue with a grade or a class that's kind of being deciphered. From what we understand right now at Reps 247, we think that is being taken care of very quickly. And all signs point to Michael Trigg Jr., the tight end, transfer from USC, enrolling at Ole Miss and starting classes on Monday. If that's the case, then the Ole Miss Rebels will be either second or third behind USC and LSU. Right now, LSU is number one uh, with 74.44 points, USC 74.23. So they're very, very close. Ole Miss at 58.84. That does not include Jackson Dart or Michael Trigg Jr. I don't know that that's going to be enough to topple either one of those. Ole Miss may actually stay in third place. 
as it stands, one of the best recruiting classes, obviously in Lane Kiffin's era, but one of the best recruiting classes top to bottom, including the transfer portal in Ole Miss history. And we'll break a lot of it down here in just a moment with Chris Hummer. Chris has done a great job recovering this Jackson Dart recruiting. Uh, Chris does a great job with the 247 Sports Transfer Portal. He's also a national writer with 247 Sports. Everything is broken down. Uh, Chris Brooks, uh, our very own Chris Brooks, along with David Johnson at reps247.com, inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 247 Sports, has done a great job with this recruiting as well. There's running threads every single day that's been going on and they've kept you up to date done a great job and uh, it's been an honor uh, working with those guys it's a great growing community there's a signing day uh, special going on right now paramount plus is also included in that great opportunity to watch uh, the mayor of kingston also great shows like yellowstone 1883 paramount plus is a great spot for you uh, this show of course is brought to you by bet online uh, bet online has you covered all this season has had you covered all season long. Be sure and use the promo code Believe. That's B L E A V. Also, very, very happy. If you haven't got a chance, give up Believe Podcast a follow on Twitter. There's a lot of great shows. Uh, everything you could imagine from movies to sports to NFL, NBA, college, football, of course. They've got a ton of different podcasts. So that's at Believe Podcast on Twitter. It will take you right to the website and you can look up whatever show uh, that kind of floats your boat. This show, of course, continues to grow uh, anywhere you get your podcast. If you're interested in being a sponsor of the show, just uh, hit the show up on Twitter. That's at Believe in Ole Miss. That's at Believe in Ole Miss on Twitter, and uh, someone will be in touch with you about joining the show. And thanks, everybody, for downloading the show. It's been great. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, as we finish up at the Sugar Bowl, you think things might settle down as we took a little bit of a break. All it did was crank up on the recruiting trail, and uh, Lane Kiffin's kind of kind of point his fingers at his doubters because he's done a great job, whether it be with the, uh, the transfer portal or with high school recruiting. Lane Kiffin, red hot on the recruiting trail. The Ole Miss women's basketball team took one on the chin uh, at South Carolina. It was a makeup game from earlier in the year uh, when Carolina couldn't play. It was either Carolina or Ole Miss. One of the two was in COVID protocol. The Rebels now 17-3 and overall. Still a really good season going. 5-2 and two in the conference. The losses, of course, to number one, uh, South Carolina from uh, a couple of nights ago, and then they lost early in the season against a really good, at that point, ranked number seven Tennessee team. And Tennessee has, has continued to play very, very well. So Ole Miss, uh, night and day. I mean, Coach Joe has, has done a phenomenal job, and she's got a great staff. The team is really gelled together. I expect a really good crowd. And if you haven't had a chance to see this team play, this, uh, this Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock, inside the pavilion, number 15, Georgia, Coach Joe's been asking for fans, and you know what? A tip of the hat to the fans that came out to the Mississippi State game a couple of weeks ago. Really did a good job, but that that lower bowl really needs to be filled for this team. And I think that would be something that Coach Joe would be appreciative of. To have a ranked team in Georgia come in, 2 o'clock, a pretty good time, a great opportunity after church. And uh, for folks that go to church and you can come, come to the pavilion, eat some lunch, and enjoy some basketball. And that I think these, this team deserves it, honestly. They played their tails off, continuing to play hard. Just couldn't make any shots in Carolina. Ole Miss and Georgia, on, uh, it's going to be on SEC Network Plus. 
Graham Doty, if you, Graham Doty, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the interview from last week, Graham did a great job of breaking down kind of what this team uh, started with, kind of where they're at, and uh, it was a great interview. We appreciate Graham doing that. You can always listen to the Ole Miss Radio Network, Graham Doty, the women's basketball team. Uh, I think it's on 105.1 FM in North Mississippi, and of course you can get it on the Ole Miss app. And the Ole Miss men's basketball team, 10-10, and 10, been a bit of a roller coaster, to be honest with you. Played pretty well against Mississippi State and Florida uh, and just has not played well against Missouri. 2-6 and six in the conference, 9-4 uh, and four at home, 0-3 oh on the road, 1-3 and three on the neutral sites. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just, just didn't play well. For example, played well against Auburn. Uh, ended up losing the game in Oxford 80-71 to 71, and then just absolutely just didn't show up for Missouri the week after. 78 to 53. Lost terrible. Lost on the road to Mississippi State. Just didn't play well. It came home. Played really well against Florida. Then then, then you turn around and lose uh, hosting Arkansas just the other night, 64 to 55. But the good news, if you're an Ole Miss fan, is they played really well. Just didn't shoot it well. I mean, I think they shot like 30 something percent from the floor. You can't do that and beat good teams. Arkansas is a pretty good team. Arkansas is hot right now. They started, I think, 0 and 3 and. They're now 5-3 and three in the conference. But you can't do that against uh, a really good SEC team. Now it's going to face a Kansas State team that's had some pretty big wins. Took Kansas to the wire and uh, ended up losing that game 78-75. to 75. But it was, it was a big one in Manhattan there at Kansas State. Couldn't come away. The previous game they were beaten pretty bad by um, – Really good Baylor team, number four in the country, 74-49. to 49. So, an opportunity for Ole Miss to get back on the winning track. Kansas State coming at 10-9, and nine, they're 2-6 and six in the conference as well. What does Ole Miss need to do? Well, I mean, you've seen Luis Rodriguez really pick it up. I, I was pretty hard on Luis over the last couple of weeks, but he's picked it up nicely. Played well. Don't have Robert Allen. Don't have Jarkel Joyner right now. So... Ole Miss is going to have to find production somewhere. I think Niger Brooks has done really well down low. He's got to continue to get better on the offensive end because he's got to be able to have that turnaround jump shot. Deshaun Ruvin doing a great job kind of getting to the goal, but he's he's just young. He's just a freshman. He's going to be really good. Breakfield, been a bit of a disappointment. I think people would admit that. Ty Fagan has had some spurts. Matthew Morrell the same way. I think they, they, they really liked where they have just haven't gotten the bench production from Austin Crowley, Sammy Hunter. You know, I, I think Kermit even said, Eric, uh, Vander Heiden needs to get more minutes. It just hasn't come together. You know what I mean? It just has not clicked. You, you look at different teams throughout the country and you find those moments where, you know what, it clicked. And Ole Miss just hasn't had that. You thought maybe it might be after the Mississippi State game. They didn't play particularly well, but Matthew Morrell shot lights out, had 31, and they won the game. But you just can't have those stinkers like Arkansas where you don't shoot the ball well at all or Missouri where it's just, I mean, nothing's good's going on. In Starkville, Ole Miss just played terrible. So what's the end goal here? I think the number one thing you have to do is try to get through this season, win a few more conference games, and I think the ceiling right now would be an NIT berth. That's going to require some winning down the stretch. The good news for Ole Miss, there are some opportunities down the stretch to win some games. The, 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 the schedule opens up a good bit. LSU, kind of a roller coaster. 
You've got to return that trip to Florida. Won't be easy. Alabama comes to Oxford. Ole Miss always plays the tide good. At Missouri gives you a chance to go on the road, and you know Missouri's not very good. Then you get Carolina at home, not very good. Georgia at Georgia. Ole Miss never historically plays well at Stedman. But you're at Georgia, they're not very good. Got to go to Auburn, going to be tough. A&M at home. Buzz Peterson's got the Aggies playing hard. Then you got at Kentucky, and then, of course, you got an opportunity with Vanderbilt and Oxford at the last game of the season, March the 5th on Saturday. So, uh, some opportunities for Ole Miss. Win a couple of those conference games and see if you can somehow slide in the uh, NIT tournament. Going to be a bit of a tough stretch. I mean, you just too many losses that Ole Miss should have played better. Oh, too many games in which Ole Miss just didn't show up. And the effort just wasn't there earlier in the season. The good news, I think, if you're an Ole Miss fan, you can, you know, gain some type of, you know, solace by the fact is Ole Miss has played hard the last couple of games. And I think that's definitely, definitely bodes well going forward. Let's hear from Chris Hummer. Does a great job of the 247 Sports Transfer Portal. We'll get to the bottom of what he thinks happened with Jackson Dart, who we think is going to be an Ole Miss Rebel. What's happening with Michael Trigg Jr.? Reminder, jump on over to Rebs247. .com, an affiliate of 247 Sports. Everything you'll need to know about Ole Miss and the transfers and the recruiting classes for the upcoming February class is right there for you. David Johnson, Chris Brooks, threads going all day long. Also, a promotion going on right now for signing day. That includes Paramount+. Plus. Log on reps247.com. Here's Chris Hummer with 247 Sports right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show.
And now happy to be joined by Chris Hummer, is a national college football writer with 247 Sports and also has a good bit to do with that NCAA transfer portal and what we like to call the 247 Sports Portal on 247 Sports. Chris, thanks very much for joining us for a couple of minutes today. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to. You know, we talked a little bit off air. We think, knock on wood, that uh, the Jackson Dart, the transfer from USC, is kind of over. We think he's probably headed to Ole Miss. You were actually at the forefront of this, crystal balling him uh, the day of, that all the news broke that evening, which will be yesterday as we record on Friday, that he was going to be Oxford bound. Let's kind of go back in the time machine for a moment, kind of go back and talk about some of those sourcing that you heard that, uh, that indeed Jackson Dart was headed to Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, I had been hearing for, I mean, he feels like he's been in the portal forever. I've been hearing for a couple of weeks now that Ole Miss was in really good position. I know Oklahoma was in there. They thought they had a really good shot, but that always seemed like a bit of a long shot with Dylan Gabriel already on campus and Jeff Levy's connection with Dylan Gabriel. Um, obviously, Ole Miss, are quite, Ole Miss fans are quite familiar with Jeff Levy. Um, BYU honestly kind of came as a surprise when they got the visit. I had heard initially that Jackson Dart had mostly said no thank you to BYU, so them getting that visit late was a bit of a wrench in the plans. But from the very beginning, I after um, kind of the first few days sorted themselves out, I'd been hearing Ole Miss was in good shape. And then heading into yesterday, I had enough sourcing um, telling me they felt really good about where Ole Miss was at to put in a crystal ball. And I still feel very confident of that as of this morning. Yeah, there were reports last night. In fact, there's something coming uh, from inside the Rebels, the affiliate of 247 Sports, that uh, that he is actually enrolled at the university. So that should be coming at some point today. You wonder why, though, that there hasn't been anything, uh, quote-unquote, tweeted by Jackson Dart. And we'll get to Michael Trigg Jr. in just a moment. What took so long in this recruitment? Was he waiting on Caleb Williams? Was there a hang-up, do you think, on Ole Miss's end? Was it a hang-up on USC's end? What took so long, or is he just enjoying the process? I mean, I can't tell you specifically if he was waiting for Caleb. I, I don't think that's the case. Um, I think there was also some sticking points with Jackson and USC and the way that ended. Um, so I, I really think it was about both of these guys enjoying the process. Um, if you look at Jackson Dart's social media, I mean, he's gained over like 10,000 followers the last like three weeks or so. Um, and we're in the NIL era. That matters. Um, I don't, I don't know how familiar people are with Jackson Dart, but he was a really under the radar prospect. Um, as of two years ago, um, USC identified him and he shot up the ranks. I think he was a low three star at one point. And then he emerges like one of the top 100 players in the country in the 2021 20, class. But um, without official visits or anything like that last year, he didn't really get to enjoy what it's like to be a recruit in that situation. And I think I think he's um, basking that a little bit at this point. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I totally understand. But um, the longer this goes on for Jackson, probably the better it is for his overall profile, even if it's exhausting for people like us. So I think that had a lot to do with it. And how you kind of touched on that, and I think for a lot of Ole Miss fans, they're wondering just how good is Jackson Dart. I've watched some highlights. You you followed his career. Uh, does he have a, a comp to anybody right now? And just just I guess quite frankly, a four star is what he came out of high school. Just how good is he? Oh, he's he's really good. Um, he's a 
our number three overall quarterback in the transfer portal. I think we have a 99 overall grade on him, so that would make him a five star. Um, our comparison, so Blair Angulo, who covers the mountain region for us at 24-7 sports, compared to Alex Smith coming out of high school. And I know that might not excite people, but I need everybody to remember Alex Smith was the number one overall pick and uh, blew thing, people away at Utah. Jackson has that type of talent. Um, he is dynamic, out of structure, and needs to be um, really good physical tools. He's a pretty accurate guy with a really good feel for the game, strong arm. I think in Lane Kiffin's system, he's going to, he's going to frankly kill it. He is really talented. Um, I think he probably still has a little bit of developing to do. He's still pretty young in his quarterbacking career. But when you talk about upside, um, there are very few quarterbacks in the country right now who can match what Jackson Dart brings to the table. Looking at uh, Lane Kiffin and kind of the 10,000 feet view and someone like you that covers the country and not just the SEC or even Ole Miss for that matter, what are the overall thoughts of his recruiting prowess what are his overall thoughts? I say his. What are your thoughts of of how he handles himself on social media? The tweets about the different airports. How does that play with young people? I mean, I think it just depends. I think it just depends on who you are. I think most people. I enjoy it personally. I think it's really fun. Um, I appreciate Lane Kiffin's brutal honesty in a lot of cases too. And I think he's putting the, he's doing this as you said for young people, and that's really all that matters. And I think recruits know who Lane Kiffin is. Like, I don't know. I don't know if recruits always knew who the head coach at Ole Miss was. Does that make sense? Like the head coach at Ole Miss wasn't a national brand. Like the general football fan did not always know even who like Hugh Freeze was, but like Lane Kiffin is a national brand. Lane Kiffin is probably one of the most recognizable figures in football period. And I think that matters. And I think it might rub a few people the wrong way, but it clearly works. And he's recruited pretty well at Ole Miss. I think his transfer class that he's put together this year is stellar. And I think last year's um, 10 win season kind of shows the proof of what Lane Kiffin's capable of at Ole Miss for sure. There's no doubt that uh, the former head coach, Matt Luke, who's the offensive line coach at Georgia, is not taking a picture in front of a Porsche with recruits with a um, uh, $800 pair of uh, Nike tennis shoes with a hoodie on flashing different numbers and digits with his hand. So uh, that's not happening with Matt Luke. And, and, and Lane Kiffin has done a great job kind of adapting, I think I think it's safe to say. And honestly, Chris, what we've seen is once he was not job shopping and once his brother came on board, it felt like his recruiting went into another gear. And it felt like he started recruiting even harder. So talking about recruiting – Michael Trigg Jr., the tight end transfer from USC, we understand there have been some reports that there could have been a commitment when he visited on campus. But what we understand, there may be a bit of a hang-up with some paperwork. We're thinking that may be resolved. You also think Michael Trigg Jr. lands at Ole Miss, correct? Yeah, I've heard I've heard pretty much the whole time that Trigg and um, Jackson were going to end up together. They were really tight at USC. Um, I think Michael Trigg wants to play with Jackson Dart long-term. So unless Jackson went to BYU, I fully expected um, Michael Trigg to end up exactly where Jackson did. Um, I, I don't know about a, I don't know about committing on the spot a couple of weeks ago, but I have long heard Ole Miss has been in really good shape for Michael Trigg as well. So I expect him to be there with Jackson uh, whenever they both announce. Uh, I, I have no idea when that's going to be. I keep hearing it'll be tomorrow or the next day on those two, but I, I do expect it to be Ole Miss whenever it happens. Kind of the same question about Michael Trigg Jr. for Ole Miss fans that are not familiar with Michael Trigg Jr. You know, Kenny Yaboa 
a tight end that eventually would play in the NFL from a couple of years ago, Dawson Knox. Ole Miss has had a pretty good pedigree for tight ends. Is this a tight end you think can play in the league one day? And just how good do you think Michael Trigg Jr. is? Yeah, I mean, I think he's a he's got the profile of a future NFL draft pick. Um, he's got that kind of upside. Um, I think he's really versatile too. Um, I know Ole Miss's offense might change a bit with Jeff Levy leaving, but um, he's the type of guy that if you're playing 11, can line up in line if you need him to. He can line up in the slot if you need him to. Um, he's versatile enough to be an H back as well at his size, so he can do a lot of things for you. Um, he's a really strong catcher of the football, and I think he and Michael Trigg have paired up together for a reason, and I think you'll see – I'm sorry, he and Jackson Dart have paired up together for a reason, and I think you'll see Jackson Dart throw his share of touchdowns to Michael Trigg during his career. The 247 sports transfer portal has been an interesting follow, to say the least, and it's a changing adaptation of college football. You know, Chris, something we haven't seen in forever – you look at the top five right now, LSU, USC, Ole Miss, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. What are those five programs doing that the other programs are not doing to be ranked this high in the transfer portal rankings? I think it's um, – I think the transfer portal rankings are something that you just have to look at within context. Um, so I think right now LSU is atop the transfer rankings, and they had – they needed to replenish their scholarship debt. They, I think at the end of the season, LSU was down to something like 40 scholarships available for the bowl game. Um, they played a wide receiver at quarterback for a reason. Um, so they needed to make quick additions and quality additions at that. And I think you're seeing a similar thing with USC. Both of the schools have 12 transfer portal additions, and it's because they have to go in the portal to add immediate talent to balance out their rosters. And I think both schools have done an excellent job identifying impact players and those vary as well. Um, there are some really young players for both of those teams, but there's also some graduate transfers to kind of plug holes across the roster all over. And I think that's a trend we're going to see a lot um, in the transfer portal era transition classes historically. So when a coach leaves and then a new coach comes in right ahead of signing day, those classes are historically very unsuccessful on 24 seven sports as Bud Elliott has written a lot about that. I think um, around 60% on average of those players in transition classes end up transferring. So what we're seeing now is schools taking transfers instead because they're not going to be on campus for long, so they're not going to tie up your scholarships for a long period of time, and you know exactly what you're getting out of them instead of reaching for maybe a lower-tier prospect at the end of the cycle just to add a body. So I think that's had a lot to do with it. Ole Miss has been very aggressive playing holes. Um, Ole Miss had an excellent team in 2021, but um, with a lot of departures and still some issues to solve on defense, I think they had to be aggressive in the portal, and we're seeing that. Um, quarterback, obviously, was a huge position in need. They're adding one of the best ones of the cycle. I'm thinking of a guy like Aishim Young, who was the former Big 12 true freshman of the, or freshman of the year. I think he's going to be a plug-and-play person in the secondary, and I think Ole Miss has done a great job with that. Oklahoma is kind of in the same boat as LSU and USC. They lost a ton of guys. They had to add them via the portal. They've done a strong job. And then South Carolina, same way. Last year, Shane Beamer, it took like 18 transfers, I think. Um, once you start taking that number of transfers, you still have to take quite a few transfers the next cycle. Otherwise, you get imbalanced. And I think you've seen Shane Beamer selectively add transfers as well, including some high-profile players like Spencer Rowler. This feels like 
Chris, Ole Miss is going to try to do this every single year. Unlike USC, LSU, and for the most part, Oklahoma is a bit of a stopgap. South Carolina the same way. Can you sustain success in the SEC by relying this heavily on the transfer portal like Ole Miss is doing? That's a difficult question. I I think at a program like Ole Miss where um, – unless you're Hugh Freeze, who I know had some creative accounting. I'm sorry if that upset some people. To get him to those kind of top five classes, you have to go about things more creatively. Um, until Ole Miss starts winning SEC championships, they're just not going to recruit with Alabama, LSU, and Georgia. And the transfer portal is a way to attack things a little differently um, and bring in levels of talent that you wouldn't maybe be able to get right out of high school or plug holes that needed to be plugged. So in some ways I think it is sustainable, but it is a really, you have a, the margin for error is pretty slim because a transfer miss. So let's say um, you're taking an impact offensive lineman. Like you really need that guy to plug a hole in your roster and you don't have that player developed because you're taking fewer players from high school. If you take that player and he misses, like it's going to really affect your roster the next season. So you have to make sure you're hitting on all of those guys at a really high rate for that transfer strategy to work. But as long as you're good in your evaluations and you get the right guys, I think it is a strategy that can be successful in the long term. But it just carries risk with it that you don't really associate with high school prospects. One more quick question before we let you go. Excited. Uh, so happy to have Chris Hummer, uh, national uh, writer with 247 Sports uh, for college football, joining us today. The number one player, I say number one player, the the player that every Ole Miss fan that I've talked to is excited about seeing is Ole Miss's backfield was gutted either through graduation or uh, through the NFL. Zach Evans, a transfer from TCU, former five-star running back, is headed to Oxford. I guess, how good is he? I mean, is there a comp for him? And what do you expect from Zach Evans in this Ole Miss offense next year? I mean, I, I've been covering Zach for a long time. Um, I live in Texas. Uh he was elite at North Shore High School. Um, there, there have been a lot of narratives around Zach's career um, that I think are a little unfair. But just on the field, he is among the top five running backs in the sport, like in my opinion, in terms of talent level and production. He's averaged over seven yards per carry in his career during his time at TCU, and I think he's going to be rather dynamic. Um, he is also a really good – it's an underrated element of his game, but he's a really good receiver. Um, I know Ole Miss likes to use its receivers out of the backfield. And I think he's going to be – I know Ole Miss had an excellent backfield last year. I don't want to dismiss it. But I think Zach Evans is an upgrade over everybody that's leaving that room. So I, I think it's really big um, for Ole Miss to have him. I, I don't know about a comparison. I'm not really a comparison guy. I will say our recruiting team compared to Melvin Gordon coming out of high school, which makes sense. He's got kind of like an upright running style, a bigger guy. But um, Zach is just so smooth as a runner. I think everybody's going to really enjoy watching him play. Um, he's also just like, frankly, like I know there's a lot of stuff said about Zach, but I, I really enjoy talking to him. I think he's a really good kid. So I think a lot of people in Oxford are going to enjoy getting to watch Zach play next year. He's Chris Hummer. Be sure and follow him on Twitter. That's at Chris underscore Hummer. Also, you'll want to be sure and follow at uh, 247 Sports Portal. That's the transfer portal. That gets uh, so many tweets get popped out about who's transferring 
and who is uh, going from different places. Also, 247 Sports does a fantastic job of re-ranking uh, the players that have entered the portal. Chris, thanks very much for joining us here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Very appreciative of your work at 247 Sports and look forward to talking with you down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be on. Thanks. Thanks very much to Chris Hummer, National College Football Writer for 247 Sports, for joining us here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. And it was a great conversation because he's followed a lot of the players that are headed to Oxford from the transfer portal. Zach Evans, a running back, uh, has followed his career. Talk about, uh, you know, really appreciate him talking about that. But I really enjoyed the conversation about Jackson Dark and Michael Trigg Jr. So uh, thanks once again uh, to Chris for joining the show. Once again, very excited to have uh, Bet Online as a partner of ours. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Be sure not wait. Take advantage of all the amazing new offers today. Use that promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V. Bet Online, where the game starts, that's betonline.ag. Thanks again, everybody, for joining us here on the Believe and Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. We look forward to seeing you down the road. and Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at BradLoganCOTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.